Welcome to Raising Globetrotters. Today, we are talking about divorce and talking to other people about your divorce. This is a tough one. I had a lot of trouble with this when I first came public with the separation of my marriage. Being an intensely private person, I was not prepared for the questions that people were going to be asking me, especially strangers, let alone loved ones, asking very specific questions about the intimate details of my life that I frankly didn't have answers to. And I didn't want to be rude. And I didn't have answers that sort of said, hey, I don't want to talk about that right now. So learn from me, learn from some of my awkward moments and my mistakes. I'm going to be sharing with you some tips, sort of about two main categories, um, talking to parents and loved ones, and then casual acquaintances. I'm focusing on these two groups because we know how to talk to our friends, our close friends. They've been right there with us and they know what's going on. So it's really the people who this is kind of coming as a surprise or news, and they're gonna wanna talk to you about it. And you're gonna have to be able to navigate that conversation. And I wish I could say that, you know, you'll be feeling great and it's no problem and you'll just be grounded and centered and you'll be able to shield these conversations to the best of your ability. But that's just not true. When you go through a divorce, you have some really difficult days and you're vulnerable a lot. It's You're grieving and people come up to you and they ask you these questions that you're wholly unprepared to answer. And it can be really triggering. And it's not the situation you want to be in at school pickup or getting coffee at the office or, you know, and having somebody ask you something that triggers some really strong emotions. So let's get into how to have these difficult conversations and who we're having them with. So we're going to start with parents because um, I just think it's easier. <laughs> it was for me anyway. You know, I don't know. Everybody's different. I don't know where you are in your relationship with your own parents and relatives. But for the most part, you'll have the full range in your family. You'll have people that are not surprised at all. You'll have people that are very surprised. And then you'll have people that want to talk about it and people who don't want to talk about it with you. And so when it comes to the people that you actually are going to be calling and telling, hey, this is what's happening. My marriage is breaking up or we're getting divorced or we got divorced, depending on you know, when you want to be telling them about it. It can be a really wonderful place to just reassure yourself and reassure them that you've got this. That's really all they want. So these people in your family, for the most part, they just want to know that you're okay. They want to know that your kids are okay. And they want to know that they don't have to do anything. They want to be off the hook. They want to be able to just say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And then to go on with their life and just be here for you and be here for the kids and, you know, just be generally supportive. So from my experience, it was easier for me to let my family know later in the process, like years later in the process, because you know, I'm still friends with my kid's dad. He's a wonderful person. I got super lucky in that sense, but we, we couldn't stay married. And 
for the most part, there wasn't a whole lot that was going to be changing with how we interacted with family. We were still going to see each other when we saw the family and were able to, you know, be together and be there with our family and be there with our friends. And we wanted to sort of trial run that before anybody knew for ourselves so that when we did tell our family, we could say, hey, actually, we've been separated for a couple of years, but we were just, you know, being really careful and conscious about how we talked about it with other people and in front of the kids. So my advice to you is to wait if you can and see, feel it out, see how it's going for you when you are hanging out with your family, if they are feeling that anything is different and noticing that anything is different with you, or if you can kind of just say, well, I'm leading by example. This is how this is going to go. We're still going to do family events together and everything is fine, but we might show up in different cars and everybody's going to play with the kids and it's all, it's all okay. Right? So your family, regardless of whether or not you're still able to be close with your spouse, they want you to lead them into where you're going to be with this. They want to follow you. They want you to show them. They don't want to have to give you advice or tell you what to do. They don't want to be part of it. They just want to know that you've got it and that you're okay. And so letting them off the hook best that you can, from my experience, is what I found with both my family and my ex's family. They just wanted to know that things were okay. And so we waited until things were okay to tell any of them about what was going on. It was when things were really tough and we were having a hard time that we went to friends And then when we sort of got the hang of it and we're starting to figure out some of the new, you know, details of our new situation that we included family in what was going on there. And so that brings us to our second group who are kind of the opposite. These are your casual acquaintances. So these are the people that you see at pickup. These are the people you see at a random soccer game or at the grocery store or in the office. And if they're asking you these questions that they ask you, and it's because they didn't know, right? So they found out and they come and ask you about it. If they didn't find it out from you, they're not in your inner circle. They're not a close friend of yours. And so they don't have a right (laughs) to any of the information about the intimate details of your life. And they don't deserve any clarification or explanation about your divorce or your separation. And so some of them are genuinely kind and concerned. You may not know them very well, but maybe they went through it or they were a kid of divorce or separation and they just want to check in and, and know that you're okay. And they're genuinely being kind. And so with these people, I, I try to just say, I don't know. I don't know is such a wonderful answer to a question that you don't want to answer. You can just say, I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. Or you can say, you know, I've already told you more than I know. That's a great one. I love that. If you kind of find yourself starting to answer these questions and then you go, oh, wait a minute. I don't, I don't want to be giving this person this much information. You can just stop yourself and say, I've already told you more than I know. Right. Which is I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't I don't want to give you all of this information. And like I said, you wish that you were coming at this really strong 
But sometimes you're going to be asked these questions when you're really vulnerable. And so catching yourself in the moment is perfectly acceptable and just pausing and saying, you know, yeah, I, I really don't know. I don't have an answer to that question is perfectly acceptable, right? It's polite. It's fine. You can say, I don't know, even if it's not true, you can say that you don't know. So one of the things I just want to cover is what's going to happen to your community when your separation or divorce starts to become public is it's going to shake up your community a bit. And you're going to have people who stop inviting you over. You're going to have people who uh, are very nervous. They feel like divorce is contagious. So let's talk about what divorce is not. Divorce is not contagious, (laughs) but it will cause a ripple in your community. And some of your so-called friends will disappear, right? They won't know how to invite a single person to a dinner party. It'll just make them too nervous. Um, Just go with it. You're going to have to deal with a lot of feelings of feeling left out because there are going to be people who just are really uncomfortable with the reality of your life. And that speaks to them, right? And what's going on with their life. So divorce is not contagious. Divorce is not shameful. Divorce is not an invitation for other people to ridicule and judge you. And your divorce is not an invitation for others to use as what they perceive as your failure to make themselves feel superior. And watch out for these people because they will do this. Just in even thinking about this podcast, I started to get triggered about some of the questions that were asked to me by people that I am not friends with, am not close with. And they felt completely comfortable to ask me very inappropriate, very intrusive questions about my marriage or the breakup of my marriage that I, you know, didn't want to answer. And these are the gossip mongers. They will not be able to resist asking you about your divorce because they want to be the first person in their circle to have that juicy piece of gossip. It's like that feeling, I don't know if any of you had this, like in middle school or high school where you come into school and everybody's kind of staring at you and gossiping and come to find out your like boyfriend broke up with you, but didn't tell you. And he's already dating somebody new and everybody knew. And they're all just like, staring at you and you're really nervous and it it's that feeling it's like those people never matured from wanting that gossip and they want to sit on the sidelines and gossip about you and point their fingers and be like oh thank god I'm not that person right so you don't owe these people an explanation about your life a good rule of thumb is the more intrusive the question from a casual acquaintance, right? From somebody that you don't know, this isn't from a good friend, but the more intrusive the question, the more unhappy the person. Some will try to use your divorce as an opportunity to avoid the ugly truths in their own life. And you may be guilty of this, right? We've probably all had a time where somebody else wasn't doing well and it made us feel better, right? We say, well, at least that's not happening. At least I'm not going through that right? At least I didn't lose my job, at least whatever it is, right? At least my kid's not yelling at me in public. Well, maybe not today, but don't judge because that might be you in the future, right? And so you're in this place now. They'll look at your divorce as a comparison for their own problems so that they can say, right? At least I'm not that. At least I'm not getting divorced. 
which means the motivation for their question is to convince themselves that your life is worse than theirs. So is this really a question you want to be answering? Is this really somebody you want to engage in a conversation with? If the whole motivation for them to ask you this question is to prove to themselves that your life is no good, right? They simply want validation that they're doing better than someone else. It allows them to stay small and make no changes within their own unhappy life. They can just say, oh, great. I I did good today because I'm not that person, (laughs) right? And you can see the sort of like crazed smile in their eyes, like they're delighting in like what they perceive as your demise, And there are a couple answers to these people that I wasn't prepared (laughs) for and that you can give them, you know, just to bring some of your power back within yourselves and to put a really clear boundary up, even if they are unaware of this boundary, because it sounds like, you know, these people tend to be socially unaware. You can say, I don't know. Another great one is just to say, that's a good question. And, you know, my ex's name is Alex. So I say, Alex, that's a good question. And Alex and I are taking our time to figure that out, right? Just like a real good stiff arm. Like you're out there. I don't have to answer these questions. That's something that I'm talking to my ex about. And that's not an appropriate question for you to be asking me right now, right? That's a great question. Alex and I are taking time to figure this out or, you know, fill in the name of your ex, Another response I love is, thank you for your concern. I'm actually doing better than I have in years. Divorce can be so liberating. This one I love because they just don't know what to do with you when they say that. They wanted you to cry and, you know, flail around on the ground and, and say that, you know, you're miserable. But very often, once people find out about your divorce, not always, but often you're in a better place than you were a few years prior, right? It's the lead up, the knowing that this is coming. That's the hardest when you're really in it. And it's, you know, that it's worse to stay than to leave and that you're going to have to make this leap, right? That's worse. It's the lead up that's worse. Once you're running the marathon, you're already running the marathon. You're already in it. So once these people find out about it, they're expecting you to be so miserable. And some days you will be, but the reality of it is you're actually probably doing better than you were a few years ago, which is also none of their business, but you can put that out there, even if it's not true in the moment, even if it's not true for that day, make it true, make it true for yourself. Don't allow yourself to take on what other people believe about your divorce. If they think divorce is shameful, if they think divorce is humiliating, if they think divorce is a failure, that doesn't have to be true for your life. Divorce is bravery. Divorce is taking control of the steering wheel and saying, I am going to be in charge of how my life goes from now on. I'm no longer going to be a victim. I'm not going to live a life that isn't serving me. And I'm willing to do the work to make those changes. That takes courage. That takes persistence. That takes so much bravery and guts. You're already doing it. You're in the arena. You're living your life. You're making the difficult choices. You're living by example. I think it is such a shame that we have a stigma around divorce and single parents 
because they are working really hard. How much worse is it to stay in a marriage that isn't working for you? That's the shame. That's the difficulty. That's a life that's not lived. So be proud of yourself, even if you're having a difficult day. And remember, you don't have to answer questions that you don't want to answer. I don't know is an acceptable answer to any question. That's a great question. I don't have an answer for you. Turn it right back around and ask them a question about themselves. You do not have to answer questions that you are not ready to answer. And you will be asked these questions. (laughs) So be ready when you finally come out about your separation or your divorce or your breakup. Be ready to give an answer that allows you a little bit of space from the person who's asking the question. Because chances are that's not a person who's within your inner circle and they don't deserve to be there. So stand in your power, push back a little bit, feel confident in the choices that you're making. And as always, reach out if you need support. Divorce is not something that you can do alone. I am a loner and I did not do it alone. I have very close friends that were incredibly supportive to me all throughout that process and still are because I still have really hard days when it comes to managing, you know, a divorce. It's a gray zone. You're never black and white and you're never finished with your divorce. It's an ongoing process. So reach out raisingglobetrotters.com. I'd love to hear from you and good luck with your conversations.